we're going to be talking about the prevention of disease and the urgency of taking action before the onset of serious medical problems. Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention, is here with us again to tell you what you need to know about how early screening and knowing your profile can lead to the avoidance of heart attack and stroke altogether. Pre-screening and simple non-invasive tests can actually prevent Alzheimer's and many other chronic diseases. If you have a question, we're opening up the lines and taking your calls. So please make a note of this number, 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. We'll be repeating it throughout the show, but this is your chance to talk to the doctor directly. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. You're listening to News Talk 760. WJR. Welcome all of you listeners to our live weekly medical radio show here on News Talk 760 WJR. I'm Anne-Marie Cronin and we're back again tonight to talk to you about prevention and why you have to start looking at healthcare from a different perspective. Dr. Brian Collender, MD, is joining us from Birmingham, Michigan to give us some hard talk about dealing with our health and making sure we get the necessary testing. We're inviting you to call in if you have a question at 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. Dr. Collender, always a pleasure to have you talking to the audience about what they need to know about being proactive and taking charge of their own health. What's the news of the week? Well, the news of the day, because I'm going to say today, I developed a whole different opinion about COVID. Um, I'm a little overwhelmed and sad, frustrated, and pretty angry about how COVID has been held, has been taken care of throughout our country since, you know, March of 2020. What is it that changed today in particular? Well, my colleague in Chicago who sends me research papers and summaries for me to review um, sent me, and this is a document that was published in October, and it's a legal brief by the Attorney General of Nebraska. And he was, this Attorney General was asked by the Nebraska Secretary of Health and Human Services what the state's legal obligation was toward handling doctors who were prescribing hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. Which you, know, you were doing. Which I'm doing all the time. And none of your patients died. None of them went to the hospital. Correct. None of them died. So they all, they were all saved, so it's 100% plus plus. That's, the my, same ex- time, that's my experience. At the same time, you know, I was hearing about people who went to the hospital and died. The way to die from COVID is to go to the hospital. Right. You want to die? If you want to die, get COVID. Go to the hospital. Well, so, and why were they not treating patients with hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin? Well, I want to refer the listeners to my Instagram account and my Twitter account, um, Colander Medical, because I linked this legal brief to it. It's like fifty pages. It's long, and it's not easy to get through, but. It's a really good summary of the history of each drug, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, you know, first uh, its use as a drug in general medicine and then its use in COVID. 
And, you know, I, I don't know that I could say what's in this brief better than the brief itself. But after reading it or in the middle of reading, and especially the ivermectin section, which comes first, I am disgusted at how, you know, how simple it is to prescribe this drug and how effective it is that it's been made unavailable primarily by the FDA and all of our other agencies have jumped on to kind of follow, you know, the FDA's lack of leadership toward making it seem it was foolish for doctors prescribing this drug. And the same thing basically goes for hydroxychloroquine. And, you know, as I'm reading this, and I really thought nothing of prescribing these drugs, I've been, you know, they've been around forever. There should be no reason to consider their safety. That all these doctors who refuse to treat patients and made them sit at home and die, or then go to the hospital when they were sick with COVID, when treating them early does the trick and keeps them out of the hospital. Okay, wait, I'm going to have to jump in here because we're going to run out of time in this section. And I, you know, I mean, I'm listening to you and I'm thinking about prior shows that we've had where you've admitted that you have given prescriptions to patients for hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. And the the big box pharmacy companies have refused to fill the prescriptions recently. But yet the proof is in the pudding that all of your patients who got COVID, you treated them as all doctors should be hands-on treating their patients. You were treating them with your cocktail of of drugs of which hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin were in that cocktail. None of them died. None of them went to the hospital. But the numbers that the hospital had, horrifying. That, you know... Four million people went to the hospital and about 850,000 died. You know, that's about 25% death rate going to the hospital. When most of those people, if they were treated early with either of those drugs under doctor's care, would not even have had to go to the hospital. But question that I'm asking you is, when you go to the hospital, you're triaged, you get admitted to the hospital. Why is it that when you get admitted to the hospital with COVID, that you're not just observed, and why are the doctors there that are handling your care, why were they not giving ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine? Well, I'm done take, you know, making excuses for them. You know, but why didn't they? I mean, why that they're doctors? You, well, was it a matter that it was too late at that point once you've gone to the hospital? No, if you go no, to the no, timing, it's, okay. it's, it's the, you know, everybody lives and dies, but the what the FDA says, and the FDA made very confusing statements and in a lot of occasions out and out said, this is a horse drug, a veterinary drug, and you should not be using it, even though it won the Nobel Prize for medicine in 2015 for, for saving millions of millions of people at very low cost for a variety of different diseases. Wow, amazing. I mean, this is like blockbusting. We'll have to come back and talk about this on the other side of the break. Again, you're listening to our weekly live medical radio show where we keep you up to date on all medical solutions from dealing with COVID to avoiding catastrophic disease. We are here with Dr. Brian Collin, our MD, talking about prevention. If you have a specific question and you'd like to talk to the doctor directly about what you need to do to prevent or reverse disease, please call us at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. 
You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. If you're just now joining us, I'd like to let you know that we're welcoming you to our special weekly medical radio show on News Talk 760 WJR. We are back again with Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention in Birmingham, Michigan. After 20 years in practice and watching patients die prematurely and unnecessarily, he's here tonight to give us some hard advice on what we need to do to avoid heart attack and stroke altogether. We're inviting listeners to call in with your questions at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. We have a lot of callers waiting to talk. And before we start calls, Uh, you better be on point and you better be quick. Don't blow smoke up my ass. We have things (laughs) to say today, so let's get going. Yeah, let's uh, on fire today. On fire, but we want to know, uh, Siobhan, who's the first caller? We're going to start first with Chip in Macomb. Chip, what's your question? My question is, and thanks for taking my call, I'm a uh, 52-year-old, type 1 diabetic, insulin dependent, obviously, um, slightly overweight, according to my doctor, I'm 5'8", 192, and I've had COVID three times, still wow. have not been vaccinated, both of my doctors, Beaumont doctors, I won't say who, obviously, uh, have, have strong opinions against it as a type 1 diabetic, I don't know if it's because of a compromised immune system or not. My family, because of I'm talking to them, they're like, well, geez, I don't know if I want to get it either. So my question to you is, with all the variations, all the changes, everything that's going on on a daily basis that's go, that's happening, I'm not going to take it. But what do you say to people who maybe don't have the benefit of – I'm a healthy guy. I mean, I stay and I work out. You're type 1 diabetic. You've yeah, got right. a health problem. Right. So I do. colander mandate one is no more vaccines. The current vaccines have no benefit protecting you against Omicron, and I'm sure they're not going to have any benefit affecting you against whatever is coming down the stream. But this show is about the failure of your individual doctors to apply early treatment when it's simple, safe, and effective. And so as long as you have someone lined up to take care of you, when you get COVID and give you the treatment you need, you're going to be fine. I don't care what problem you have, and I don't care whether you've been vaccinated. Thank you. All right, Thanks. Siobhan, we got to get quickly through this. Who are All how right. many other yep. people? Next. So up next, we have Dan and Macomb. Dan, what's your question? Hi, I've called you before. I just diagnosed four hours ago, so when can I start on your program? Two symptoms started on Tuesday. Dry cough, slightly out of the temperature, about 100 degrees. I'm in fairly good shape. I'm 77, being treated for heart disease, though. But uh, physically, I'm 5'7", 125 pounds. So I'd like to meet with you as soon as I can and start on the program. Well, the, right. well call, the, call the number simple. at the end. right? 866-COLANDER. So, just call Dr. Colander yeah. directly, and he'll see you. Uh, but our PSA on this is, you know, get on your supplements. Make sure your vitamin D3 is cranked up, zinc, um, quercetin, which is an over-the-counter herbal, um, anti-inflammatory, and a lot of vitamin C, three grams a day. You could take NAC, which is another immune support uh, supplement, and all of those things help. And then, of course, I'm starting people on ivermectin right away. No colander mandate two, no testing. Testing doesn't work anymore. It doesn't pick up Omicron. So if you are sick, you get a viral syndrome, you get treated right away. I don't tell people to wait anymore and let their body take care of it, we treat immediately. 
immediate intervention. Siobhan, who do we have next? Dan, thanks for calling. Yeah, up next we have Jim from Downriver. Jim, what's your question? Yes, uh, two comments. One, a few shows back, his uh, ginger comment, I really respect you for that. Uh, The other one is you go in the hospital, they put you in ICU on oxygen. What's the oxygen do with that disease in your lungs? And the last one, doctor, you uh, maybe I you can't comment on air, but Joel Wallach, uh, dead doctors don't lie. You really should get with him. You two together. <laughs> well, really thank you. I'm not looking for a sidekick right now. Um, right. But as far as I know, I'm kidding. Okay. Well, okay. So oh, okay. as yeah. far as uh, well, yeah. You're right about ginger root, though. Uh, you take care, okay? Well, thank you. Thanks, Thanks for, for calling. calling ginger helped me when I had COVID. So uh, my wife gave it to me, and it got better right away. So um, as far uh, is there a question? Then we go to the next question. There wasn't a question. Okay, yeah, that well, was we have some comments. So let's we, go on. Yeah, let's let's jump to our next caller. Uh, we have now Dave in Windsor. Dave, what's your question? Yes, the thing that I keep hearing an awful lot on many of the other stations is when a person contracts contracts what you call COVID nineteen, they blame it on the unvaccinated. Now, what can you suggest about those unvaccinated when they when you hear when it's the other way around when you can treat them with uh, therapeutics such as hydroxy? Well, thanks for calling, Dave. Well, thanks for calling. I no longer care about vaccination because it's obvious to me in my observations treating people that vaccine status has no bearing on outcome as long as you're able to get early treatment for the person, follow up with them and make sure that you're taking care of them along the way. All of the complications of COVID can be managed as an outpatient. Again, it's got to be started early. No longer should be doctors be facing any kind of legal repercussions or sanctions because they prescribe these medications early. We need to be going after the doctors that don't. The 95% of doctors out there that refuse to treat people, all of you that have lost somebody, their doctor didn't take care of them and do their job. I don't care what the FDA says. The FDA doesn't treat people. You need to go and do your job as a doctor and help patients. Doing nothing, which is what everyone's been doing, that's a standard of care is garbage. Well said. Thank you. Bravo to you. I mean, I'm telling you right now, that's, that's, that's what I've been saying all along, is that each individual person, each individual patient needs to have their own primary care physician. You went to medical school. Nobody should override your decision of how to treat a patient. And, you know, if this is a free country, it shouldn't happen here that somebody should be able to stop, step in and stop you. You've talked about the pharmacies that have stopped you from, that have stopped filling prescriptions shouldn't be allowed. I've been giving and making excuses for doctors, you know, recognizing the challenges of stepping out of the system and starting a practice. But I'm done with that um, in terms of COVID and prevention. Um if you aren't doing what you need to do for your patients or you're not able to, then you've got to quit your job and make a job for yourself where you can do something for your patients. And that's what I've did and I keep doing. So if I can do it, you can do it. 
it's not. But how do patients know that their doctor is not taking care of them? Because I think most would assume that they're they're making the best choices for them as their patient. So how are they to know the difference? It's up to the doctor. I mean, the doctor's got to make the choice. The patient doesn't know because they, they don't. They have no way to know. They're, you know they're, what, though? I got to jump in here. The patient is a consumer. And I hear what you're saying, but I'm I'm also thinking about the fact that it's sad that they have to be their own advocate, that they have to seek out a doctor who's going to treat them when you went to medical school to treat people. And this business of, oh, yeah, you're, you get COVID, go to the hospital, put you in a ventilator, and then you'll die is rubbish. Siobhan, you have another caller? Well, yeah, we have a few callers, so let's try and get at least the first one. And um, we have Lucy on the line in Westland. Lucy, what's your question? Hi. Um, I'm scheduled for a stress test on Tuesday and wondering if I really need it. Well, why are you having a stress test? I, um, long story short, I was having my OBGYN checkup and he was feeling my stomach and he asked me if I was short of breath, if I, um, had any chest pains. And I said, no, I felt great. He said, um, check with your primary for an EKG and follow up. And I did. She said my EKG was perfect, but she said, oh, let's just send you for a stress test too. And that's Tuesday. So, um, I, don't want to have the test done if I really don't need it. I feel great. Well, what an absolute waste of time. We'll come back. We've got to come back and talk about this on the other side of the break. Again, you're listening to a special live medical broadcast on the prevention and medical management of disease. If you have a specific question and you would like to talk to the doctor directly about what you need to do to avoid heart attack and stroke or have a question on any of the subjects we're discussing tonight, Please give us a call at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to our special live medical broadcast on News Talk 760 WJR. We are fortunate to have Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention here tonight to give us some straight talk about two important topics, prevention and being proactive. Please tune in to our weekly shows Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. and live Thursday at 7. We're inviting you to call in with your questions and talk to the doctor directly at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. Dr. Collender, we had Lucy from Westland who was telling us about her situation. Do we have more comments for her? Oh, geez. So, you know, Lucy, it's... it's mm-hmm. Sad. So bottom line is, if you do not have symptoms, a stress test is not the right thing to do. Um, Mm -hmm. It's only applicable if you're having heart symptoms, chest pain, dizziness, shortness of breath, all with exertion, nausea, cold sweat, with exertion. Not having symptoms is not means you do not need a stress test. Um, Anyway, the stress test would be useless. It's useless. Well... A stress test is only good at identifying critical plaque, meaning plaque that's blocking blood flow right now, which should mm-hmm. cause symptoms. So getting a stress test um, is going to, if you don't, assuming you don't have a critical blockage, which you shouldn't because you don't have symptoms, it does not mean that you're okay because people that die from heart attack and stroke have subclinical plaque, meaning they've got active plaque, ready to rupture, that's not blocking mm-hmm. flow. And that does not get picked up by a stress test or a 
vascular ultrasound or can also be missed by a heart catheterization. So you need to get a CIMT, which we do in our office. You need to get a CAT scan of your heart to look for plaque. And unfortunately, your doctor has no idea what they're doing. I hate to say it. Okay. Yeah, so, so I called. You need. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, Lucy, you really need to get the right diagnostic tests that. Um, well, she uh, needs to find a doctor that knows what they're doing because the doctors, your doctor's playing CYA, cover their ass, because the specter of, <laughs> you know, heart disease was raised by the gynecologist. So you better get a stress test to make everybody feel better except you. So you're going to get a giant deductible bill to begin the year for tests that you don't need. And God forbid the test comes back with a false positive. And then you're going to get a heart catheterization, which has a a risk of death for a test you didn't need to get in the first place. So get a new doctor. All right, Lucy. Well, good luck with that one. And you certainly are willing to, uh, available to call Dr. Colander at 866 Colander to follow up. Siobhan, we have a lot of callers. Yeah, we had a few more come in too. So let's go now to Susan in Rochester. Susan, what's your question? Hi. Um, last year at this time, my husband was hospitalized with COVID. He passed away on February 11th. He was a 42 year career clinical microbiologist who knew so much about COVID actually informed the nurses and doctors of things they didn't know about it. He begged, begged, begged in the hospital for the treatments that he wanted. He wanted the monoclonal antibodies. He wanted ivermectin, hydroxy, all these things that he knew. He had already been taking quercetin um, preventatively and massive D and C and all of this. He was denied multiple times. He was told, um, and then he said, well, I, I, I know it's, he was told it's not a protocol. And he said, I understand that, but I know how this works. You convene your board. I'm asking you for compassionate use. They denied him three times. He died. What was the hospital? It was Beaumont. <gasps> and Royal Oak? It well, was, well, at first he was at Royal Oak. They discharged him. He was on remdesivir. Uh, he would call me and say, this is absolutely doing nothing. It's hurting me. Uh, they released him after eight days. All he did was steroids and, and support oxygen. They released him home. He was home for 12 hours. At that point, I was so sick, I couldn't help him at all. I had COVID also. Um his oxygen was 87, so um, called uh, EMS, and they took him to Troy, Beaumont, and he died. Well, we're very sorry so, for your loss, and, um, I mean, there's nothing we can say that's going to make anything better other than... But how horrible is it's that? It's horrible. He was, he and, was a microbiologist. He was a scientist. He knew what medications he needed to be given. And, he's and he was locked the in doctors, jail. He, right. was, he was in jail. And back to, you know... This kinds of brings us back to where we are, which is the forces against us are great. Um, you've got the FDA telling doctors to practice the wrong way, even though the FDA doesn't practice medicine. And you've got doctors listening to the wrong information. You've got the NIH. You've got the speak, you know, the, 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 figurehead of medicine on TV every day telling doctors what they should or shouldn't be doing, which is the wrong thing 100% of the time. The forces going against our ability to get healthy 
and for to tr- use preventative medicine and also I prevent heart attack and stroke are immense. And this is what's depressing today to me is that this, you know, this uh, legal brief I read just made me, you know, open my eyes again, even though I know it. Um, it's depressing to recognize it. Okay, Dr. Collender, before we run out of time, let's just talk about the, I mean, we know about the government and what the shortfalls are of the government, but this is here in Detroit. This is Beaumont. And how do you have a scientist, a microbiologist who's admitted who has so much background in medicine saying he wants to be treated this way? And why did they not just say, sorry, we're going to have to discharge you. Let us find you a doctor that can prescribe these medications. If he'd been in your care, he probably would still be alive. Where is the accountability of the doctors and the hospital here? Forget about the government. She should make them accountable and call Figer. Well, there you go. But right. that doesn't, and, unfortunately, and, that doesn't bring him back. No, it doesn't. And there is no accountability because the hospital has been made um, Teflon. They can't be touched because you cannot sue anybody for COVID. It's okay, been, but why but, did but they, is, okay, you know what? Well, this is today's accountability. Today is people should not be holding anyone responsible except their PCP for not being available to prescribe these early treatments. And and again, I was treating people a year ago, just like this person's husband, and no one's been in the hospital. The PCP, the frontline person's responsible for not taking care of their patient. Okay, when are we going to talk about the culpability of Beaumont Hospital for not allowing this gentleman to be discharged into the care of a doctor who, like you, would give him the medication that he knew would work, and why are we let? Why are we giving them a pass? We're not giving him a pass. Go ahead. What do you want to do to him? No, Let's but I mean it's too late now. Up. No, but I mean it's too late now. Here he's telling these. Here he's telling the hospital, the doctors, that this is what he needs to get. He's a microbiologist. He's a scientist. He's a PhD, and then they're not saying sorry. We can't give you this. We can't give you this medication, but we'll we'll release you to a doctor who will be able. And then and then you've got all this other nonsense about not being, you know, have pharmacists that are stopping you from filling prescriptions. What's going on here? If you as a if the listeners are have a doctor who's employed by a hospital, you basically have to leave the, that doctor and find an independent doctor. You've all got to, just like we're boycotting CVS and Walgreens and Rite Aid because they won't fill scripts on a regular basis, now you've got to leave your doctors. If you go to a hospital-employed doctor, pack your bags, get your chart, and leave. There's There are doctors who are independent, who are allowed to think for themselves, who will make the effort to take care of you when you need to be taken care of, who are going to figure it out on their own. And again... I don't want to make it sound like I'm so special. I'm, I'm just someone who said a long time ago, I want to do different, and here we are. I am saying it again. I did it. Anybody can do it. And now it's up to you listeners to leave your doctors and find other people. All right. We're going to have to take a quick break. You are listening to a special live broadcast tonight where the topic is your health and how to prevent disease. When we come back, if you have a specific question on the subjects we're discussing and you would like to talk to the doctor directly, please call us at 800 859 
Again, that number is 800-859-0957. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to the final segment of our special weekly live broadcast here on News Talk 760 WJR on the importance of being proactive and informed of the resources available to prevent and treat chronic and debilitating disease. You're listening to the expert advice of Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician, and one of the very few specialists in prevention in this country. If you have a question for the doctor, now is your chance to call us at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. Dr. Collender, we're left with eight minutes. You've got callers piled up. Do you want to continue well, on in the discussion? Yeah, because we really spent the whole time on Facebook talking about the last call and how horrible it is that a scientist is in the hospital telling the doctors what to do and they won't listen. And all we can say is, you know, the doctors in the care should be opening their eyes and recognizing that what they're doing is not effective. I've got to leave this job and find another job or make myself a job where I can be effective. So let me ask you a question. This patient was in the hospital. He subsequently died. He's a, he's a scientist. He's a PhD in microbiology. He's telling them what medicines he would like to receive. He's asking for compassionate care. Where I mean, is the, okay, no, I mean, I want to know where the doctor gets off not acting on that, the, 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 the physician that's treating him in the hospital. If it were me, I would have snuck the drugs in. Well, that's you, that's but me. let's talk about the other the... thing is, and I've done it. So the other thing is, that's it. We're going to get cut right. off. Now. And the other thing is, um, those doctors ought to look at themselves in the mirror and go, like I said, I got to change my job. The hospital made protocols based on faulty FDA recommendations and the doctors are locked into the process. So the doctors need to say, I got to leave and do something different. Um, the patient needed a doctor who was going to prescribe the drugs he knew he was going to need. Again, no blame on someone who suffered and died, but a plan needs to be in place, and listeners need to leave their doctors who are employed by a system that won't allow them to take care of them, whether it's preventing heart attack, stroke, or dementia, or diabetes, or treating COVID when it happens. If you stay in with your hospital-employed doctor, who's not going to treat you, it's your problem today. Because I'm telling you, you need to leave. No, it's the not. The system's Wait a minute. horribly corrupt. This is, this is the country's problem. This is the insurance company's problem because people are getting bled to death by pharma and by the insurance companies, and most people don't know where to go. Well, you just asked me what's the individual supposed to do. Well, they I understand, can't but you know how the, hard – I understand. They can't, they can't fight, fight the fight system as Hall. it is, but – so they got finding, finding a doctor like you that specializes in prevention. That's like finding a needle in a haystack. All right, let's go to the call. So okay, we'll go to the calls. Let's get some call. Okay, all right. So up next we have Greg and Shelby. Greg, what's your question? Hey, Doctor Collender, I love your candor, Mister Positive. Hey, I'm going to be real quick. You are so controversial. What did you think of Joe Rogan? You are a, a gentleman in the same vein as that, which. You are looking at both sides of the story, both sides of uh, uh, a, a situation, and I just love your candor. More people have to know about you. But well, what do you think you. about, real quick, Joe, uh, Joe Rogan? Was he um, maligned? 
Well, I honestly don't listen to that podcast. I don't have time. Um, it's too long. So I just get snippets of it. But in general, on his COVID thing, I would agree that we probably have a lot in common there. But I, that's all I can say based on what I've heard, which is not a, more than five minutes of anything he said at one time. Okay, good. Here's my opinion. He's not an MD after his name. Right. So he needs to stick to his job as a broadcaster, as a podcast guy, and keep his nose out of being an MD. So let's go on to the next Thank question. You. <laughs> okay, you got the Anne Marie opinion there. <laughs> okay. okay, up next we have Joe in Westland. Joe, what's your question? I'm enjoying your program. Uh, but anyway, my question is, um, I, I've never taken a vaccine, and uh, I've been prescribed ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine as prophylactics. And I'm wondering if I ever have COVID symptoms uh, what's the usual dosage of the ivermectin, and uh, can I take it along with the hydroxychloroquine? Well, good question. So the dosing is 0.4 to 5 milligrams per kilogram of ivermectin per day. So depending on your weight, it'll be more or less. And it's for five okay. days, and you can get a refill. You could do it for 10 days if you need to. I've not had to prescribe it for more than five days on only one or two occasions. Um, I, I, Omicron's been pretty mild, so I've not been using hydroxychloroquine with Omicron in, on, as a routine, but some people have required both. So it just depends on the person and what their course is and how it's going. But he also needs so an MD to write the prescription. He's got it. If you, want. you can, you can, and I prescribe okay. them both together depending on the person. All right, we're going to have to go. We have one more caller. Uh, Siobhan, who's the caller? Yeah, so we have up next now Joe in Canada. Joe, what's your question? Yeah, I'm just uh, wondering, you're talking ivermectin. Like, uh, there's a lot of farmers uh, that probably have it. Can anybody just go and ask a farmer for that stuff? Ivermectin? Well, no, there is um, human-grade um, ivermectin and, you know, pharmaceutical. So, I, you know, there's a... There is a standard for production, um, United States Pharmacopeia USP. So you want to make sure that you're getting the proper grade drug for humans. Um, so I would still recommend again from a compounding pharmacy that uses it for, for that means. It gives it a bad name. Okay, Joe, thanks for calling. Dr. Collender, we only have a couple of minutes left. What is your advice to the listening audience tonight? tonight? Well, today, really, the take-home message is I'm, we're not letting doctors off the hook for their circumstance. Or hospitals. Or a hospital. Well, the hospital is a hospital. The doctors are choosing to work there. And up to now, I've been very apologetic to doctors because they are stuck in a job. Well, guess what? You're not stuck in a job. You can quit, and you can leave, and you can get another job. Make Hang your shingle like the good old days and you know, market yourself that you're going to treat COVID. And guess what? You're going to be busy pretty quickly because no one's willing to treat COVID around here. So you're going to save some lives and keep people happy and generate, you know, some goodwill. Um, we're not, you cannot hide behind the FDA. They do not know what they're doing. The FDA is a mess. Nothing, you know, in my opinion, if the FDA approves it, it's probably bad. And I felt that way for years. We said on the radio, all the time here. So nothing's changed. No, but I mean, the average listener, the average patient out there 
who's listening to this show, they're just looking for a shepherd. They're just looking for an intelligent, educated doctor who's going to treat them if they get sick, be it COVID or whatever else. Well, you got it. Well, you've got it on my number. You can call. Um, don't go online, find me, but you got to call the number. And unfortunately, there just are not enough doctors in Metro Detroit because this area, all the doctors sold their practices to be hospital employees, and which was a, a bad decision for you as a patient because now they're stuck with hospital rules. And, and that means you are stuck with a doctor who isn't willing to do what you need to do they're just doing, they're just collecting their paycheck. So leave them and find somebody who's going to take care of you when you need it to be taken care of. Sad that they all have to be proactive and they all have to... Prevention. Go into, find a doctor that practices prevention. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time, so I'd quickly like to thank Dr. Brian Collender, MD, specialist in prevention, for being here tonight and for being willing to share his expertise and knowledge with regards to not only prevention of disease, but also on the importance of being proactive and engaging with a practice that provides access to the necessary testing. This show is brought to you by Colander Medical. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we hope you got some useful information tonight on how to be your own advocate and take charge of your health, whatever your medical journey. Thanks to my co-host, Siobhan Cronin in Miami, Florida. Please continue to tune in to our shows Sunday afternoon at 3, Thursday evening at 7 for the latest medical updates. And thanks for listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Good night and be well. Opinions heard in the preceding program are those of the host and guests and not those of Cumulus Media or WJR Radio.